In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, you must realize that she will soon be laid desolate, that those in Judea must escape to the mountains, those inside the city must leave it, and those in country districts must not take refuge in it. For this is the time of vengeance when all that Scripture says must be fulfilled. Alas for those with child or with babies at the breast, when those days come. For great misery will descend on the land and wrath on this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive to every pagan country. And Jerusalem will be trampled down by the pagans until the age of the pagans is completely over. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars Unearthed nations in agony, bewildered by the clamour of the ocean and its waves, men dying of fear as they await what menaces the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand erect, hold your heads high, because your liberation is near at hand. The Gospel of the Lord. The prophecy of our Lord terrifying to say that the least has both a feel of reality to it because it resonates with the experience of ancient people who experienced wars, sages, and the rise and fall of nations and empires more frequently than as moderns. And there is also something surreal about it, such as apocalyptic signs in the heavens and cataclysmic happenings on earth. The past, the present and the future, and even unknown distant future beyond time and space seems to converge in the words of our Lord. At one level our Lord is pointing to the historical event of the siege of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple in the year 70 AD. Any reader of the gospel in the aftermath of this traumatic event would have immediately seen its connection of our Lord's words and recognized it as a fulfillment of the prophecy. But at another level, the cataclysmic portion of the prophecy seems to go beyond the historical event and points to another epoch beyond their imagining. These images will certainly catch our attention and give many who believed in them sleepless nights and nightmares. But it is certainly not our Lord's intention to instill fear but give hope. Yes, this is a warning about future sufferings and calamities, but it is also a word of consolation that things will get really bad before they get better. The book of the Apocalypse, which we heard in the first reading, gives us this powerful vision of how the story ends, not in ashes and rubble, but evil will be defeated and good will triumph. The story will not end in a funeral, but a celebratory wedding feast. Even if we are currently experiencing a lot of confusion, things are not going according to our plans. Nobody should lose heart. The current political crisis, 
though many would disagree, could just be the least of our worries. Nevertheless, let us not be distracted by all the happenings around us and take our gaze off the one who is coming to save the world and who will judge the living and the dead. As we draw nearer to the end of our liturgical year and welcome the new year, the season of Advent, let us wait in hopeful and joyful anticipation. Christ is coming indeed. He'll bring life from the destruction of death. He'll bring hope to those in despair. He'll bring justice to the oppressed. So stand erect and hold your heads high because your liberation is near at hand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.